covering you from your LB1 to your taxi squad. This is IDP Nation. Manning back, bouncing fire to the far side. It's intercepted and running into the touchdown. Your home for the best in IDP and draft coverage. Daniel has time in the pocket, steps up, and he's going to be hit from the side, and he's going down. That's a sack. Here are the hosts of IDP Nation. Hollywood and Kyle B. I'm T. That's who it be. No, Kyle B. What's going on, Sean? Doing good, man. Trying to figure out who this Kyle B awesome. is. Is he a real person? Yeah. Never heard of him. I think he's a ghost like that uh, Dan Cook guy. I don't think they were ever real. Heard of him, too. <laughs> well, welcome to IDP Nation. I'm Hollywood. This is Sean. Um, we're back again this week with uh, camp battles, our defensive end camp battles. So should be uh, pretty interesting. Um Which is funny because most of our news and notes is about defensive ends or edge rushers. So, um, well, we'll get into it. Like Minnesota Vikings, they signed Daniel Hunter to a one-year, twenty million dollars deal. And at first, I thought, man, good deal for him, right? They give him, I think he was making seventeen or sixteen something. So they bump him up to twenty. I was like, well, that's that's not. Too bad, right? Twenty million, especially for a defensive end, twenty million. And I was like, hmm, I like it. And then I, because I, I just kind of glanced at, it, and then I went back and read. There's a clause in there. There's a no tag clause, so they can't tag him next year. So if he decides he wants to leave. Yeah, he's gone if he wants to leave. So I thought that was pretty neat, though, that he had a no tag because that's not something you hear. It's no trade or whatever, but. Yeah, this is the second time he is not really held out, but kind of threatened to hold out for some more money. And I mean, they've gave yeah. in both times, so I I, I kind of feel like he's gone after this. I think he is too, unless they just throw some way to break the bank. But I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, let's see. How so, he is 29, 30. Well, he started in 2015. So yeah, he'll be he'll be 29, I guess, this season. Yeah, I thought he was. So so yeah, so since 2015, 71 sacks and 85 TFLs, and that's with a, a whole season missed and part of another season. So when right. it comes to pass rushers, he's a, he's one of the best, I think. Yeah, he's always good for, you know, 50, 60 tackles as well. Yeah, yeah, good so run stopper, too. Yeah, not getting just sacks. He's throwing in tackles, too. He's he's quietly been up there at the top for a while now. Yep. Um, staying with defensive ends, the Patriots signed Trey Flowers to help with their pass rush group. He had played with them once before, before he left. Uh, I think it was free agency, if I remember. He got a big payday with Detroit, wasn't it? I think. I think he followed then, Matt Patricia there, right? 
I think so. And then, so he's back to help them. Um, and the Green Bay Packers activated Rashawn Gary out the pup list, which I thought was a little interesting, right? Kind of tells me they, they're feeling good about him and he's a little ahead of schedule, so. I mean, there's I still no good. I think they had any concerns going to left him there, right? Well, long-term concerns, yeah. I, I think I guess it's good enough not to – because if you go on Pup, what do you miss, six games to start the season if you're still on it? Yeah, I think it's six or four. I can't remember, but, yeah. Either right. way, you're missing a good chunk of the season. So even if he's not fully ready that first game or so, I guess he, he'll be ready that first month. So either way, I think it's a good right. sign. Yeah, I do too. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles signed Zach Cunningham and Miles Jack to one-year deals. That's your boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, good for him. Now, they've got him listed as a backup on our lads. And, uh, but man, this killed my Kobe Dean value. They still got him as a, as a starter, but, man. What's that tell you? You bring in not one, but two veteran linebackers. I mean, that's... So, I think it's got more to do with uh, not having anybody behind N'Kobe Dean. I think Dean's still going to be your starter there. But who was the other guy? I Nick, Nick Morrow? I'm still not hiding. I, I didn't like him that much coming out. So. I have zero shares. Uh, Me I'm, too. I'm not jumping down on him. But he is going. But I do have a, a few Cunningham shares that I've got stashed, though. Maybe good for some run stuffing. Yeah. About Miles Jack. Um, yeah, no. That's, see, that's why I don't like the whole you know, Kobe Dean thing. You sign one veteran, I can kind of get behind that, right? Okay, you've yeah. got somebody to back him up, but they sign two. So they're not happy with something. My bet is him. I just don't think he's going to be what they think he is. But I could be wrong. I've been wrong before. Yeah, they're not a great two either. I mean, these guys are no. past their prime. They're past their value. Yeah. Um. The Carolina Panthers signed outside linebacker Justin Houston. And inside linebacker Deion Jones to one year deals. So Houston, he's pretty old, so I don't know how much he's really gonna help in the pass rush, but he's, he's Deion like Jones, you got Frankie Lulu in them, so I don't know if if these two are backups, I don't think I like them for my fancy things. Either one of them. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see Justin Houston get, you know. 40% of the snaps. Yeah, because he's going to be playing off to the burn. So. Yeah, it's the best pass rusher Burns has ever had across from him. Yeah. And, he's and they've got um, they've got the boy from Auburn in the middle, too. Oh, uh, Brown? Yeah, Derek Brown, yes. Yeah. Which he's a, uh, if you're in Position specific leads. I'd, I'd buy all the Derek Brown I can get right now. Yeah. I think we're fixing to see him take that next step. Yeah, he's cheap right now, too. Yeah, he is. I picked him uh, up um, 
couple waiver wires. I drafted, well, some best balls that me and you're doing right now. Yep, yep. For the Autism Speaks, I took him in one of those leagues, if not both. Um, I'm pretty sure I took him in one, though, the IDP only one. So. Yeah. I was just kind of looking at him, man, he's quietly putting it together and, yeah. It's quiet. Which I like him coming out of college. But he's, you know, it just takes a little while sometimes to get going. Yeah, with defensive linemen especially. We yeah. Better, I can just play it's hard. Year one. <clears throat> fourth year, third year, fourth year? Uh, I believe so. The Deion Jones, I'm not excited about that. It does nothing for me. He did not look good last year. I imagine that's that's got to yeah, be a depth thing, right? Yeah, but I, yeah, I think so. But because they're not going to move Luvu or uh, Thompson, right? Um, and they're got he's not really an outside guy because that's what you brought Houston in for. So yeah, I, I guess if you look at it that way. And you're bringing Chin down to kind of be that other linebacker nickel slot thing. Yeah. So uh, yeah. he's got a big debt. Yeah. I, ooh. Boy, his value dropped a lot going there, then. That, yeah. Ooh. I would think so. Yeah. Um, so we got two sign. Well, we've got a couple sign uh, more than two, but we've got two big ones right here. The Bengals signed Logan Wilson to a four-year, $37.3 million extension. So, I think that was pretty huge. Back-to-back 100-tackle season, seven interceptions, so he can do it all. Right? He can tackle, he can cover, he can do whatever you need. So, And it's not a break-the-bank contract. That's pretty reasonable. That's what? Uh, just a tad over nine. So. Yeah, I'm very, very team friendly on that. That's I imagine yeah, uh, so that's to help sign Burrow here soon. I would say you're probably right, <clears throat> and they may do some more things like that before it all said and done. And then, uh, but I love that I've got a lot of shares of Logan Wilson. Uh, the Saints signed Cameron Jordan, their defensive end, to a two-year, twenty-seven and a half million dollar extension. <clears throat> I think it's good for everybody, right? I think if yeah, they didn't pay him and he goes somewhere else, his value drops. Um, he gets to finish his career there. They ain't breaking the bank that much with that. And if you look at the last couple of years, he didn't look like he's done, right? I mean, he's as good as he ever was. So um, I think for me, I'm loving that one too. Yeah, definitely. Like I say, his production hasn't really dropped off, even with uh, coming in with uh, some, you know, more limited snaps over the last year or so. They've been kind of bringing him down closer to the low 70s from, you know, he started out playing 90%, 80%. So they're cutting him back, and he's yeah. still producing very well. Yeah, he had 66 tackles last year, which was his second best of his career. That's and 40 of those were solo. So, 
21 sacks in the last two years. I mean, he's 26 uh, TFLs. So, yeah, I think it's, that's good for everybody, and it's good for fantasy managers, right? So you still got a guy you know from in a familiar place, and you know what to expect from him. So, yeah. Um, the Chicago Bears signed Yannick Ngakwe to a one-year, ten and a half million dollar deal. Um, it's okay, I guess. I guess that helps them both, right? He needed a team; they needed a pass rusher, so <clears throat> they were desperate for a pass rusher. They had absolutely nobody. <laughs> this is probably the right. best team he could have landed on. So, well. Maybe not the best team fantasy wise, but he's automatically the number one guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. That could be a blessing and a curse there. I mean, it's cool he's going to get the snaps and you know the starts and everything, but if there's nobody on the oh, other he's side, gonna get, he's going to get. He's going to get plenty of chances with uh, Edmonds, Edwards, and Sanborn playing linebacker because you're going to have to attack the edges if you can. Because yeah. you're not going up the middle with those three, not with their defensive line. Right. I mean, you know, in the middle there. So, yeah, this is a good deal for both, right? I mean, it has to be one year, 10 mil, so you're not out a whole lot, right? And if you hit, you're getting probably an 8 to 12 sack guy if he's in healthy. So, I don't think he's ever had less than 8. Mm. No, let me. I'm checking it out. Uh, yeah, he's had at least eight. Yep. Every year, yeah. He's had nine and a half and ten in the last two years, right? So that's what, and that's moving teams too. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, I yeah. mean, that's a good fit for them. Uh, Good fit for him and probably somebody worth looking to add to your fancy things if you can get him cheap enough or in a trade or something like that. Might even find him in a few waiver wires if you're in uh, some shallower leagues. Yeah, he definitely got overlooked in a lot of them. I think a lot of people are scared um, about how many different teams <laughs> they on. Yeah. Um, the Steelers signed Quan Alexander to a one-year deal. I don't know how to feel about this. Uh, so he looked pretty good with the Jets last you know year or two. I think he was there. Um, you know, limited. But you got Cole Holcomb. Then the Landon Roberts after that. Yeah, so maybe he starts next to Holcomb. I I would put him there over Roberts. Yeah, I mean if he can still if he still got enough speed because he was a sideline to sideline kind of guy. He was always kind of fast, pretty decent coverage and all. I see Roberts as more of just a run stopper. He's not really known for his coverage. Right. Problem there is that Steelers defense hasn't produced any, you know, top line inside linebackers in quite a few years. It could be a scheme thing. 
where no matter who's yeah. there, it may kind of limit them. Right. Yeah, I found that one a little interesting. I was like, man, how much does that hurt Cole Holcomb, though, you know? But if they're playing them next to each other, I mean, it kind of depends on what they're doing. But Yeah. See, I, I don't think you would take Holcomb out for for Quan Alexander. I, I think it would he would be the guy next to him, maybe even rotate out with uh, Roberts a little See, bit. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm thinking, some kind of rotation next to Holcomb. Right. Yeah. Um, this one kind of sucked. Denver Broncos linebacker Jonas Griffith suffered a torn ACL. Will miss some significant time. Um, he had the big breakout season his rookie year, I believe it was. So he's a small uh, Division two guy, right? So comes from a small school that made it. Um, has done well and was doing well last year. Um, uh, for the Broncos. Until he got hurt again, right? And he had to miss, I forget what it was, eight, nine games. Yeah, it was something like, like that. The season, yeah. Yeah, he, he missed quite a bit. So they were expecting him to be one of the three, right? With Josie Jewell and Singleton and him, they were expected to be the big three. And they drafted Drew Sanders, which kind of tells me he's going to switch to an edge guy, I bet. Neither here nor there, but yeah, that was kind of a yeah. Played nine games last year, so he started eight, so he was having a really good season um, on his way to a career best season. So just kind of sucks that he got hurt. So I don't think he's anybody that. Well, obviously, if you're in redraft or something like that, you're you're not going to keep him. But keepers, you might drop him. Um, but if you're in Dynasty leagues or deep leagues, stash him on your IR. It ain't going to cost you nothing. Yeah, if you got the IR spot, I would throw him on there. But if not, then uh, I think you cut him loose. Yeah, if you can't stash him like that, um, that's a lot of injuries starting this season or, you know, career out. Yeah. Not, not off to a hot start here. It sucks for him because uh, he has shown some some flashes to kind of be that guy. Um, yeah. but now with him being out, do you think Sanders moves in more to an inside guy now, or you still think he's going to play outside? They're getting thin. If they don't bring somebody in to help or something, mm-hmm. I would say he's more of a both guy. Right, you're gonna kind of learn both a little bit, but we want you in the middle for now because we're kind of hurting there. So maybe one of those situations. But... Yeah, because they got what Browning. I don't, I don't know that they move him in and just leave him there. They may move him in for the season to help out or whatever. But... Right. Um. And then the Washington Commanders linebacker, Jamin Davis. Will he face any jail time? If you don't know the story, he was <laughs> speeding and caught doing, I think it was 114 and a 45 mile an hour zone during the daytime. <laughs> during the daytime. Jesus. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure that's felony speeding and all kinds of reckless driving charges. And 
Well, it's Jeff it's a little Hardy. worse than that because this isn't his first one. Like he's been involved in several of these. And oh, he must have went to Georgia. But I'm got him. <laughs> I think he he got out of most of the others with just uh, some fines. They got him reduced down, and so he wanted to to strike a, a plea. And you know, just get I, th- I want to say just a few days in jail. And the judge said no. Uh, looking at his record, he's like, You've done gotten away with this too many times. He has been sentenced to 30 days in jail, uh, which he is appealing and trying to go to a uh, a jury, I guess, and kind of have them decide. Oh, wow. And so they could still reduce it down to a fine if they want, but his, his background's going to come up. And I, I I think it's more serious than than it's being advertised right now because even if he if he does do some time, the longer this drags out in court as to when that time actually comes out, you know, it could be in the season. Yeah, yeah. Plus, you got to worry about you know if he does have to spend time in all this. I would imagine the the league's going to suspend him for a right. game or two or something. So. Uh, yeah, so he's going to really be hurting if he, if they convict him or, or you know whatever charge him with. And he misses a couple games because of a suspension from the NFL because he was convicted. So but they don't. Well, I guess they wouldn't suspend him until he got the punishment. I guess. But. Right. So right now he, he has been sentenced thirty days. Most like I said, it's it's kind of being appealed or whatever. He's back at practice. So until that moves up as to when he actually serves that time or if that gets reduced to fines or whatever. But with uh, the kid from Minnesota, Addison or whatever, and then Henry Ruggs just a couple of years ago, I mean, they're it's starting to paint a bad picture here with some of these guys. The NFL We've may... Got three to um, 10 today. Did you hear that? What did he get? Three to 10. Did he? Yeah. So that sucks. That kind of, uh, yeah, it kind of ends his career, but it was the oh, right yeah. thing, right? When you're doing something like that, that was that was the right thing to do. But yeah, um, and that kind of does it for our uh, our news and notes. I don't know if you had anything else. That's all the ones I could think of. I'm just waiting to see if you know, going back to this Jim and Davis thing. If the NFL just decides to make him an example and really stick it to him. Yeah. I mean, because like I say, we're getting too many young guys doing this too consistent. This was in broad daylight. The, I mean, the others were at night yeah. on, on empty streets, basically. But, I mean, that doesn't make it any more better. Uh, but, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, that was uh, got to be bonehead of the week, right? Yeah, I was sitting there reading that, and I was like, "Did that just? Did I just read that? That said during the day." And yeah. I went back and read it again. I was like, "I'll be damned, it does." And like, and like a no, that's, busy, a new, that's a new one there on a busy street. I mean, it wasn't just you know. Uh, at least the other one was <laughs> in the middle of a night, nobody around. Oh man. Anywho, um, so yeah, thank you to uh, 
Trophy Smack for uh, sponsoring our listener leagues. Uh, they donate rings for our listener league winners every year, so we thank them for that. If you need something for your league, go check them out. Right? they got a bunch of quality stuff, uh, rings, belts, plaques, trophies, stuff for losers. I mean, you name it, they've got it, so go check them out. Um, you can catch the link to a discount in uh, our Twitter bio or in my bio at Hollywood Titan. It's in there, too, so go check that out. Uh, you can check it out on our uh, IDP Nation page, too, under Sponsors. We've got a whole list there. You just click on the sponsor, and it'll take you straight to uh, their discount. So, uh, yeah, thank Trophy Smack for that. Um, we appreciate them. Go get yourself something else for your champion and something even better for your loser. So um, check them out. We want to thank MFL because they sponsor our listener leagues as well. Uh, they comp us on the, uh, the buy-ins for those. But uh, we greatly appreciate it because uh, – Things are not cheap these days when you know, it's almost $6 a gallon. It's, uh, it's getting crazy. So. <laughs> but uh, they compass for the leagues, and we, we're more than happy to sponsor them. Best platform I think there is. I know a lot of people kind of like some of the other ones, and I get it, I guess, at times. But uh, For me, it's, it's MFL. You can do just about anything with it. Um, and it's so customizable, whether you want to do redraft or dynasty or Debbie stuff like that. They got a lot of options, so check them out. Um, so we did linebackers, we did safeties training camp battles. Um, our thing tonight was defensive end, so we've got a few here listed, and um, and there may be more as we get to talking here, but. So we got the New York Jets first. Um, they brought back Carl Lawson, the veteran, this year. Cheap deal, right? So they got him back. There's your veteran guy. You drafted Jermaine Johnson last year. Um, looked okay in the preseason game at the Hall of Fame Bowl. Um, and then you draft Will McDonald, the fourth this year who I love too, right? So I think it's the young guns, right? Jermaine Johnson and, and Will McDonald. That's who they want them to be, right? You want two young studs. You've got Lawson there because he's the veteran. He can show them the right way, show them how to do things, show them how to be a professional. And he can either start for you or he can be a backup until one of those is ready. So this year <sighs> – I got to think the starters are going to be Lawson and Johnson, right? Because this will be Johnson's, what, second year. Lawson, you can kind of depend on him. So, until you can get McDonald ready, I think I think that's your two starters. Yeah, probably starting out. Uh, I do think Carl Lawson will have a better season this year. And this will be, I believe, two years after his Achilles injury, which usually takes a couple of years. So... I think he's one of your guys. And yep. I could see McDonald leaping Johnson by the end of this preseason. I think he's good enough to do it. Yeah, he's really good. Um, I had him in my top uh, five pass rushers coming in with draft. So, um, yeah, everything I've looked at. Potential like, there, I think he can be, but I think Johnson – as long as he doesn't do anything to lose it, 
I think he's the leader in the clubhouse. And so maybe they go ahead and let him start. And then if McDonald beats him out, then so be it. But I think they're yeah. going to give Johnson the first crack. Because you're going to need them both after this year anyway when Lawson's gone. So. Right. The depth here with Franklin Myers and, and Huff behind them as well. I mean, this is this is a really oh good-looking line. Great. The potential of these guys, if Johnson and McDonald can can live up to their draft hype, and then if Lawson can give you anything right now, um, <laughs> <laughs> this is this could be a really good group, deep group. Which yeah, and you're, and you're forgetting that they've got uh, Quinn and Williams. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. I mean that's that guy right there. I mean he's a beast in his own right. So yeah, there's a there's a lot of beef on this line. Big dudes. Yeah, so big Lawson had dude. he had seven sacks last year for him, a, a career high. See, that's higher than I would have guessed. Yeah, he had uh, thirty three tackles, seven sacks, nine TFLs, and twenty four quarterback hits. So. Um, Clearly a pass rush specialist, right? Not really stopping the run a lot. So, right. But you know, he had five and a half the year before, um, which was a new high. So he's gotten a little better every year. Now he had eight and a half as a rookie, and then he kind of fell off that one year. But he was hurt that year. He missed most of the year. Missed most of the, his third year. So now he's just now coming back, right? And then he missed all of twenty one, like you said. So, yeah, I think he's definitely a starter. He probably gets you if he continues this trajectory. You could probably put him in the eight, eight and a half sack range, maybe even nine. And I would take that from him if you can get that. Yeah, like we just said, playing next to Quentin Williams, that's going to open up a lot of opportunities. Johnson, McDonald are both big dudes, big strong dudes. That's yeah. that's a lot of power. Long, right? Um, I almost wonder if they they're too good. That line here and will rotate similar to what Buffalo does. So you may lose tackle opportunities for these guys, but they should be able to make it up in some, you know, sack numbers, quarterback hits, tackles for a loss, stuff like that. Yeah, I'm trying to take a peek at our lads real quick. Uh, so they're going to have, uh, so they're going to have. Carl Lawson and Franklin Myers as the starters. Pass. <laughs> I don't think that's right. And then we've got Johnson and McDonald as the backup. And Huff as the backup to Myers. So, yeah. They, uh, yeah. I have to imagine one of those young guys is going to outdo Franklin Myers because he's more, he's a bigger guy, if I'm not mistaken. He can kind of kick inside. So. Yeah, he can. So yeah, um, yeah, I, I say Johnson was probably going to be your other starter there, but I would not be surprised if Will McDonald overthrows him. That's yeah. assuming you know uh, Lawson doesn't lose it. Either way, it should be sure. it should be a fun defensive line to watch. These guys are really going to be going after. We're going to see some and I think Solo's now guys. going to start fine-tuning these guys, right? The way he – they've had a couple years. Some of them only – well, like McDonald his first year, but he's got guys that's been there a couple years now with him. 
Yeah. Show these young I, I think this defense is going to be scary. Right. And how good is this division now? Mr. This uh, is, this is Rogers there. Really stacking up. You got two of the Dolphins. I mean, they're fast. They're they're throwing up points. And I'm not sleeping on the Bill O'Brien back to New England as the OC either. I right. think you're going to see a, a, a much better Mac Jones with him. I do too. Leading the way. We're, yeah, we're going to see the Patriots put some points up this year. The Bills are have think, lost their division. Oh, oh you're first. Wow. Dude, I, I don't see them doing – their window is closed. They they missed it. They're uh, – Oh. So you're completely they're, they're, shutting them down. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not the hot shit of the AFC. Nope. Wow. We've seen it last year in the playoffs. The Dolphins with a what yeah. third string quarterback almost beat them. They physically yeah. beat those guys around that week, and then they lost the next week. Yeah, I, I think their window's gone. I think they missed it. Um, the rest of the NFL, they'll they'll see it soon. Wow, I like it, spicy. Um. I don't know that they've lost the division yet. Um, has that lead over the rest of the group close? You bet your ass it has. It ain't much you of bet. Um, it is. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah. I just think I think Robinson or not Robinson. Um, Lawson and Johnson are your starters, but uh, we'll see. Uh, we talked about it a minute few minutes ago in our news and notes, Yannick Ngakwe signed with the Bears, right? So <clears throat> he's definitely stepping in as the starter. They won no shits and giggles about it. But who who do we like opposite him, right? Travis Gibson, Demarcus Walker, or Dominique Robinson, who they drafted, um, I believe it was last year. Man, this is ugly. Um <laughs> so they, they tried to give it to Gibson last year. They tried him out, and he just never ran with it. Uh, Robinson got mixed in. I, I remember him having a few big games in there. Um, but still just wasn't quite enough just to run off with it himself. Walker has never really been more than you know a rotational guy or – He's ever put up big numbers for you. So, I mean, this this was ugly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Gibson like, had the uh, – a couple of years ago, he had seven sacks. So, that's kind of why they tried to push him in that role last year, right? Like, wow. Yeah. Much, you know, much cheaper than Mac and, and all this. <clears throat> Which he did good with his tackles. He kept all those numbers up. He even was up in his quarterback hits, uh, you know, <clears throat> everything like that. But his sacks fell off from seven to three. So, that could be because Maybe nobody was on a, the other side for him. Having a better look at him now and adjusting, so now he needs to adjust and, and see what's you know what he can do. I'm not hating him, um, right? But I think he starts. I think he's the starter again. I could be wrong, but I would think he would start over Demarcus Walker and uh, uh, Witherspoon or I don't know Witherspoon Robinson. Robinson. I would. Robinson. I would like to. I'd like to see a bigger share for Robinson. 
Uh, but I do think it's Gibson, like I say, that, that will be the other side there because he did kind of establish himself. And maybe with Yannick on the other side, it, it'll open him back up to those sack numbers where he can improve on that. Again, this is, you know, right. young defensive lineman. It takes a few years for these guys to develop. They're, they're not all Miles Garrett straight out of the water, you know. Yeah, I think that's what kind of spoils everybody, right? You get this Aaron Donald or or J.J. Watt or whoever the – Deron Payne, whoever the next, you know, big star is, and they come out as gangbusters. So you think every rookie can do that. That's not <laughs> – that's not how it goes. I mean, and some of them is hard position. So, you know, it takes yeah. two or three years before they can really get the opportunity or be able to take that opportunity. So <clears throat> that's why I like playing in leagues with super deep rosters. Because if you do your homework, right, and you know your shit, you can stash some of these guys and a couple yeah. years when they're ready, boom, there you are. So <clears throat> Yeah, coaching changes don't help anything either. Yeah, it does not help at all. At all. Um, so it sounds like we're both <coughs> in agreement there with Gibson being the uh, starter with Ngakwe. Um This next one's kind of ugly. <laughs> so we're yeah. to the Atlanta Falcons. You've got Bud Debris, Lorenzo Carter, Arnold Evacate, D'Angelo Malone, and Imoko Ture. So Carter's going to start because he's uh, he started for him the last two years. So right, nobody's knocking him out. Dupree, I imagine is who they want to start. But after what happened in Tennessee with him being hurt and just not <clears throat> producing. I think he's the winner by default, right? Because yeah. Adekite and Malone, they had their chances last year as rookies, and they didn't quite grab it. Again, some of them it takes a little longer. but And then you add this Imoko Ture, who I think used to play for Indianapolis. Ugh. I mean, pretty I mean, much Carter's had. the only one I truly want. Yeah. I, I don't know. If I'm playing – if I'm redraft, I'm avoiding this entire group. If Dynasty, I guess Carter's still got some uh, appeal there. Can't be a whole lot. These guys just feel like, uh, yeah. you know, th- this is what we're dealing with now. We'll, we'll upgrade this in the future. That's what it feels like. Um, Carter and Dupree, that's, those are the only two I really think will be starters. They're also the only two I can pronounce. So, (laughs) (laughs) oh, gee, yeah. I mean, Carter's not Carter's been solid. He just, I don't think he puts up a lot of sacks, though. Well, he's had nine the last two years, four last year, and five the year before, and he's been over 50 tackles both years, but a lot of his his tackles are carrying him. That is pretty consistent but for his maybe career. Just, maybe you put Dupree on the other side of him and he's healthy and you see a different Carter, like a better Carter? Well, I think what what really is going to blow these guys open is Calais Campbell, Grady Jarrett, and David Onyemata up in yeah. front of them. That's, that's a crap. stout 
interior up front group right there. So you get those three in there. Ooh, that's going to be nasty. Who do you put in the middle of that? Onyemata in the very middle? Put Campbell and Jared on the outsides? And then have these two stand up behind them? Or, I mean, this, this is an I interesting think so. I think it would be my first inclination would be to do that. But those three in the middle, man, you could just flip them around just in a rotation. Just All day. Switch everybody. Right. And the, those guys, none of them are slouches. No, these are solid. No, no, they're not. I mean, they're getting a little old, especially Campbell, but, you know, wh- whoever, somebody's yeah. going to benefit from those three guys being up, up front. So I think Carter's the guy you want. Uh, Dupree, yeah. he just didn't look as fast, as explosive yeah. with Tennessee. And maybe that was still getting over injuries. Um, if he can turn it up, he could be a sneaky play. There's a lot of ifs there. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, there's a lot there. Lots of ifs. There's a lot. Um, and then in my division, we've got two here. So we'll start out with the Houston Texans. So they got Jerry Hughes, Jonathan Grenard, and the newly drafted Will Anderson Jr. Um, that cat's starting, right? It's got to. With you what they gave up for him? You didn't oh, draft him at number two. You didn't draft him at two or three, whatever it was, to uh, yeah. to fit the bench for first year. No, that, that, that dude's up, in there. He's, he's running. They gave up a lot. Yeah. Probably more than they should have. Um, I have to think Grenard has probably got the leg up on you. Um, they're both kind of old, but, man. You see, they got Chase Winovich back there, right? And he's not done anything. And Derek Rivers. So, Kurt Hennish, well, he's more of an inside guy, but, you know, they drafted Dylan Horton. They've got Ollie Gay, um, Jacob Martin. So, they've got some really young pieces, but yeah, it's going to be Anderson and Gennard, right? It's got to be. I don't know, man. Uh, Jerry Hughes last year played 59% of snaps, started just about every game, had nine sacks, led the team. I mean, for an old guy, he's he's still – they didn't put up much tackles, but he got some sacks. So, Anderson's definitely the, the, the number one on this squad, no, no no doubt. So, can Grenard keep Hughes back? I mean, what kind of numbers did he put up last year? Because it was them two, if I'm not mistaken, starting. Yeah. Or was uh, – who else was there? Mario Addison, but I, I think he was a backup. Yeah, I think he was, yeah. Yeah, I, I think um, you definitely want Will Anderson. But I, I, for me, I think it's going to be Grenard that's going to be the starter opposite of him until, you know, they figure something else out. But, right, so but maybe him, I guess, because like I said, they're both kind of old, so maybe they rotate him and just let them two kind of give each other, you know, rotate series or whatever. And then if you need to give Anderson a breather, you've got somebody that can kind of step in too. So So two years ago, Grenard had eight sacks, started and played 12 games, and I think he got injured. Last year, he started four games, played in eight, 
one and a half sacks. So is that, you know, lingering injury or other injuries that hindered him? Right. You say, this, this is why I think Hughes could be the other guy with Grenard coming in rotationally instead of the opposite. I think they would like for Grenard to be the, the main guy, but he hasn't been healthy. Yeah. Uh, his sacks dropped off a lot. No, like I say, that, that could still be injury related. Uh, and you got D'Amico Ryan's coming in there too now. So hey, last year may not mean anything. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to see who's who and, and we'll run out there with what he thinks best, right? So be interesting to see. But you can about bet it's going to be Anderson and somebody. It's Anderson, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, staying in the division with my Titans, right? So. They're getting Harold Landry back. Right? He's back healthy, ready to go. The whole Bud Dupree thing we just talked about didn't work out, so he's gone. They had Rashad Wheeler, or they still have Rashad Wheeler, right? And from Pitt. So, and I like this guy. I think he's uh, a nice young power pass rusher. Kind of reminds me of, uh, ooh, I hate doing comps, but kind of reminds me, I'm going to date myself too, of some uh, Matt Millard, you know, that big, bulky kind of power edge rusher. So it's kind of what he reminds me of, but he's a lot faster. Right? So, right. Um, and then they bring in Arden Key, which if you're following the news and media, everybody loves Arden Key and Vrabel loves him, and, which is great, right? I, I think that's, that's wonderful. I don't know. I think I want Weaver more than I want Key, but I think he's coming in to replace Dupree, right? Right. And they're getting Weaver ready. If he's ready, then, you know, start him, throw him in there. I, I thought he did good in replacement last year uh, when Landry went down. I did too. And I, Dupree that's didn't who I would nothing. take. But... You yeah. had, uh, you know, it was what Weaver and uh, I think. Danico Altry, I think he kicked out a little more. Yes, he did. A difference, and uh, I'm a I'm a big Danico Altry fan for for a guy his size and the oh, way he can too. move around. Uh, I love watching him play. Plus, he can kick inside for you, right? And plus, I know it. Back also, anywhere, anywhere. Very versatile. He's old, yeah. and he's still getting it done. Like he's very underrated. Um, but Weaver looked good, but Arden Key. With all the hype he's getting, I almost feel that's going to be a rotation. And looking at his stats, I mean, for the first thing that scares me is you know he's played the last four years have been on four different teams, and just in the last two years has he really done anything sack wise? He's put up eleven over the last two years, but he hasn't been a starter yeah. that much on any of them. So, is Weaver going to be the main guy here, and just Key is you know going to rotate in and give these guys a little bit of relief? I think that'd be that's the way they should. Yeah, our lads has it. Landry and Key as the starters, with Weaver backing up Key. Which I think if you're going with Key, or even if you go with Weaver, right? 
the other one is the backup for that guy because Landry's Landry's your full time stud. So yeah. Um. So I don't know if you have any more battles you wanted to talk about. Uh, this is just what me and you had talked about earlier. I put on here. So there's just off the top of my head the Rams. Green Bay could be interesting, right? With uh, Luca Van Ness and oh yeah, and, uh, Rashawn Gary still kind of coming back from injury. Preston Smith, and he's still there, so he's kind of like he's the old veteran. So. I mean, that goes back to Van S. You know, he never started in college. He wouldn't have to start in the NFL to produce either. Uh, exactly. So, yeah, he knows how to be efficient, right? Yeah. Limited yeah. reps, limited snaps, and still produces. That's exactly what you want. And you got a guy like Gary who, you know, he flashes when he's healthy, but it's keeping him healthy. That's that's a problem. But would you want to? Play yeah, Vanessa. We talked about him being activated off the pup list, so apparently they're they're okay with him. So, is can could Van, all right? Let's say Gary goes down Oof. for you know ten games. Like so, Kyle ten games. Are you going to put Vanessa in there? You think he could hold up? I think so. Think so. I mean, you'd have to have some. I mean, you'd have to be realistic and, and expect there's going to be some growing pains, right? Obviously, um, yeah. But SEC Big Ten and, and kind of the Big Ten because the Big Ten is one of the last overall conferences that like to still pound it, right? I mean, you have yeah. Florida State, I mean, uh, Ohio State who likes to throw, but they still run, right? Michigan's a running team. All those teams like to run, so – Naturally, you have big offensive linemen, which means naturally you've got big defense teams like Iowa's always had. And I think that's why their ends are so good. That's, I think that's why you see so many of them in the NFL. So, yeah, I think Van Ness was one of the top three in this class. Um, and like you said, he never started a game, so he knows how to be efficient. So, right. If I was Preston Smith, I think I would be giving it one of these over my shoulder things, right? You think he's the odd man out? Or the guy on the hot seat, I guess. Yeah, I mean, naturally, if, if Gary goes down, then, yeah, Van Ness can hold his own. But in a, we were talking about camp battles. Maybe this is a camp battle. I mean, I've not personally seen or heard, but right. I wouldn't be shocked. Where's Kyle at when you need him? For Green, yeah. The one time I want to talk about the Green Bay Packers <laughs> and his ass is nowhere to be seen. <sighs> oh, give us some like fifth string guys to talk about how good he is. Um, you know, now that I think about it, I haven't heard much of anything out of Green Bay at all. Uh, all anybody wants to talk about is, is uh, Campbell and uh, Walker. You know, which one of them is going to be the top linebacker? Pretty sure they're just going to eat into each other, and it's they're going to limit each other. Neither one of them is going to be just fantastic. Um, that's good, man. I, I don't. I feel like Preston Smith still got it locked down for this year. I'd say this is his last year because he yeah. is getting up there in age. But Van Ness is going to come in. 
especially if they get a lead and they can just turn him loose. Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he seems pretty high motor. Pretty decent linebackers behind you in Campbell and, and Walker, so right. Interior, you still got Kenny Clark up front and uh who was that rookie that last year? Wyatt, Devontae Wyatt. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. From Georgia, Austin, yeah. Taking over. Um, yeah, those are two pretty good sized men. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not getting through um, that line. Okay, I ain't even trying. So yeah. who do you got? It's just gonna be worth it. Out there in uh, L.A. for the Rams. Can you even name anybody? Aaron Donald. Can you name anybody else? <laughs> Aaron Donald. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at like. I think Byron Young, who. But yeah, Byron Young. From Tennessee. And uh, Michael Hoyt. Hey, they've got uh, guys that could, uh, could be something this year. Wow. Can you name. So they run a three-four. Can you name the five three-down, two outside linebackers? Can you name the starters? The outside? Uh, one of them's got to be Michael Hoyt, right? Yep, he's the right outside linebacker. So that's that's one of them I would go with. Uh, it's not Byron Young, is it? Yep. They got so him they- as the starting left-side guy. Yeah, that's what it So I figured they would be competing for a spot. Of course, I don't know who the other guy would be. Uh, well, they got Nick Hampton, Jaden Woodenby, Jay Cummel, anyway. Or uh, Daniel Hardy, I mean, I was trying to match it. But anyway. Um, There's got to be a camp battle there, right? <laughs> exactly, you would think. But who's the, can you name the three down guys that knows the defensive tackle on the end? Uh, Aaron Donald, <laughs> Aaron Donald, Aaron yeah, Donald. Donald's your, he's your D tackle. Uh, I wouldn't have got either of these two. I would, Gaines, I would have not gone at all. I know Gaines is no longer there, and if they got those two as outside linebackers, then I'm not going to stand a chance here because I figured these guys would yeah, be so down. They got Marquise Copeland as the D end, and Bobby Brown the third as the nose tackle. If I'm not mistaken, he came from Texas or Texas A&M a few years ago, but I could be wrong. I, don't, I can't remember. Wasn't there an Ernest Brown or something there as well? Did I make that name? Um, up? Yes, they do have an Ernest Brown. A, a Larell Murchison, who I was actually with Tennessee when he the past few years. That's a good, good dude right there. He's a good player. Um, and they got Kobe Turner, who they drafted. So. Yeah. Um, so we've got some listener questions. And I swear this is my favorite part of, of the shows. Um, Great names. Yeah, I could just do the questions. I had a whole show of just asking questions and trades and all this stuff. Um, all three of these came from Reddit again. Reddit's been one of our biggest. Uh, followers and listeners so thank you all for that uh one of our most active as well um so we'll get started here and uh so from reddit user blamity blam blam 
uh, says, <laughs> thoughts on the Miami Dolphins' pass rush. Uh, will anyone eclipse 12 sacks this year? Yes. Who will lead the team? And is Emmanuel Ogba dead? And I already answered this on Twitter, I mean on uh, Reddit. So if you want to go ahead and tell me your thoughts, Sean, and then I'll. Yeah, Jalen Phillips. He can get those 12 sacks. Uh, I expect him to have uh, a big breakout year. He was pretty much breaking out last year. Had a lot of pressures. I could see him getting those 12 sacks. You got Bradley Chubb there. Uh, I could see him getting a good half dozen to eight. I don't know if he'll hit double digits or not. And Emmanuel Ogba, is he dead? He's not far from it. Um, <laughs> I do think he'll be playing time, but I don't think it'll be a lot. I don't know if it'll be significant enough to warrant staying on your team too long this year. Right. So I agree with you on Ogba. Um, I think he's going to kind of kick more inside a little bit, be a backup rotation piece. Um, they're pretty solid. Had last couple, yeah, um, had a last couple of good seasons, right? Even though he got kind of banged up last year or whatever, but yeah, yeah, I don't think I'm relying on him. But if I need it, if I've got him as a depth piece, I'm not hating it, right? I mean, I wouldn't just turn him loose and, and get rid of him for nothing. No, you could probably flip him for a a pick or something or as a throw in or something, you know, change back something you need. So, right. Um, so I agree with you on Ogba. Um, and I said, Jalen Phillips would, would lead the team in sacks, but I disagree with you that he'll be the one to get 12 sacks. Uh, I don't think they'll have anybody get 12. sacks. Um, I do think Phillips and Chubb are going to be very close, right? I think they're going to be in that, 10, 10 and a half, 11 range at best. I think that's where they're at. I think they'll fall just short. But if they're both, you know, 10 and one, 10 and a half or 10 and a half and 11, 10, well, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And then you got Ogba who can give you, he can give you five or six sacks. You've got Christian Wilkins who can give you five or six sacks. So, well, I'm going to say they're going to get a lot of sacks, but it's not, you're not going to have one dominant one. I think. You know, you're going to have two that's pretty close. Probably Chubb and Phillips is my guess. So, Yeah, with uh, Wilkins and, and Sealer up front, these guys are run stuffers. I mean, they eat up so many tackles. It would be hard to – they don't get a lot of sacks. So, you got these guys plugging up front. I, th- I think Phillips will be in – what hurt him last year was he got put in coverage a lot. That they dropped him back into coverage more than any of us would really like to see. And I do think we will see a lot less of that. So uh, I think his sack numbers will go up higher. I, I can see him hitting 12. 10 is very doable. Chubb, I don't think he's ever been a real big sack guy. I don't know if he may have hit 10 once in his career, but he's always been that 7-8 range. Um. You're not going to get a lot of blitzing from this team like they have in the last few years either. So, you know, 
I think last year Javon Holland had a lot of blitzes. We had Brandon Jones blitzing like crazy. I think that's over. A uh, big Fangio he just doesn't blitz a whole lot. So all your pressure is going to come from Phillips and Chubb with Ogba rotated in. But I could see why you would say none of them would actually hit the 12. Right. Yeah, I just think they're all going to, because they're all kind of good, and I think they're going to kind of cannibalize each other's sack numbers. So I think you'll have two get real close. Like I said, it, it could be like a, a 10 and 11 or a 10 and a half 11 or a 10 11. You know, I think they're going to get real close. They're just going to come up short, but it doesn't mean that they're necessarily doing bad. Um, but if Ogba gets you, you know, our next one is, four or five sacks, he's not getting you enough tackles to actually warrant playing. Right. And it's going to be so unpredictable. Unless an injury happens, you're just kind of holding him. Unless you can flip him for something. Yeah. yeah. So our next one's more of a suggestion or comment for us. Um, they want to, and it's from Reddit, and his name's Aaron Eight Thirty Four, right? Um, and he wants, he would like for us to do a show on IDP rookies in starting roles after training camp. So maybe week one, before week one, right? Because all preseason will be done. So maybe before week one, that'll be our uh, that'll be our show. Because okay. our camp battles will be settled for the most part, right? Um, maybe a few short leashes, but um, I definitely think that'd be a good episode for the rookies right there because I don't think that's something we've done. Um, usually we just jump straight into the season. But, yeah, I think that for week right. one, that'd be awesome. Um, and then he says also some deep sleepers in bigger league. So he's that tells me he's got big rosters, um, probably dynasty. Um, he needs to get on so the yeah, website. Yeah, we could. I mean, if you want to check out these hidden gems, that's what he needs to do. Exactly. That it was exactly my point. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go to idpnation.com, check out the hidden gems that, um, that uh, Sean has been doing, check out the draft pieces I've been doing, right? So you can kind of get a feel of what's, what the pulse is right now. So, yeah, we got a lot of good stuff over there. Um, I need to finish up an article and get it put on there. So, uh, But, yeah, definitely go check those out and check out what you're doing over there at uh, IDP guys, too. Doing a little bit of writing over there. Just did a uh, kind of a deep – not a super deep dive, but just a, a roster breakdown on IDPs for the entire AFC South, which was a lot harder than I expected it to be. Um, it was also a lot of fun. <laughs> There's a lot more into writing than I've anticipated. Right. A lot of time involved, but yeah. Um, go check that out. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Um, so that was a suggestion for us. Um, we'll definitely put that down. Um, yeah, like that. C- G Gates 1914 says, thoughts on Boye Mate if he can win the starting job in Seattle? I have to assume Taylor and your Wasu. starters. Um, yes, in Wasu. So, man, I... I don't think he gets a start. My answer was if he can if he can secure the starting job, then there's probably some value there, I think. But if he can't get that starting job, then 
I'm right. not touching him. I don't want to even. Nah, he's probably going to go down as a bust um, at this point. Now nah, it's not the same. And they've either. got him listed as the starter on our lads. Over who? Taylor? Over Taylor. Maybe because of the shoulder banged up a little bit. but yeah, He's got a shoulder sprain, which, you know, I, I guess he's... Maybe that's it, because we'll see that. they update this. Yeah, they updated this today, so that's most likely to be that. They kind of moved him back. But if Taylor's healthy, Taylor's starting in front of him. Yeah, him and Wosu had pretty solid season in the last year. He just got paid. Um, yep. Yeah, Taylor was better than I thought he was. And in fact, uh, I believe was was good, Taylor was a good pass rusher at Tennessee, man. Right. He had a real good chance of being the all-time sack leader, and it just kind of didn't end up that way. Um, I think he actually came from New Hope Beach, Virginia, I think it was. Um, Can't swear to it. Where he played high school ball. But, you know, but yeah, he's a, he's a really good pass rusher, and he was efficient um, last year. So he only started three games and still had nine and a half sacks. So yeah, give him a full season as a starter, he's, he's easily going to get you double-digit. I mean, because he's—I completely overlooked him until you brought him up. You know, what was that uh, a couple of weeks ago out there on uh, Fantasy and Frames when y'all were doing the top what twelve linemen and all? Wow. Oh yeah, twelve D line. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still a little high for him, I think. But after looking it up, and I was like, yeah, it's a little ball. You're on to something. You're definitely on to something. So I don't see Mafe overtaking either one of these guys. Without an injury being in place. Yeah, I don't either. Um, and then we've got one more that come in late here. Excuse me. And this is from uh, Winters underscore Pants here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, some comments for us. Um, you know, just because we have a show topic, don't mean we're limited to that topic. So. Um, Two camp battles he thinks we should be looking at. Um, Arizona Cardinals, Cam Thomas versus Maje Sanders. I don't know that that's a battle. Because I think that, for me, I think they're both starters. Yeah. That's everything I've seen. I'm trying to see who our lads have. They have. Yeah, they've Unless, got well, they've got them both as backups. They've got um, Dennis Gardeck, Gardecki and um, Zayvon Collins as the outside linebackers. So they're saying that's a uh, more of a three-four. Oh, I guess it's staying a three-four. Um, yeah, that's what they're looking like. Gosh, yeah. defense is such a mess moving everybody around right now. Um, yeah, I think I would keep the two young guys, but I don't think I'd be com- comfortable making them starters for my fantasy team right now. <clears throat> yeah, I, I'm not starting because they're white. That's the only person I'm starting on that defense outside of uh, Baker. Yeah, he's and, an uh, inside guy. Yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, I thought Sanders and Thomas both were starters already. I thought at uh, least one of them wasn't. I get over it now. This is not 100%. This is just what our lead is basing right. theirs off of. And I don't know whether 
I don't know who they're getting their info from, but I'm sure it's legit and all that. So, <clears throat> um, but yeah, I thought one of those would definitely be starting. I'm kind of shocked that neither one of them are. So, so who's playing in front of them too? Or I mean, uh, like uh, you've got Zayvon Collins being backed up by Cameron Thomas. Okay. And you've got Dennis Gardeck or Gardecki, however you say it, backed up by B. Joe Jolari, who they drafted this year, then my J. Sanders. So Sanders ain't even the second backup. Wow. I wouldn't trust any but, of them. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. Um, let's see. He's got another one here. He says the Broncos. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I assume O. Jolari will get some play time, but he's small. Yeah, but I don't think he's ahead of Sanders right now. That's no. Kind of, it's, uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know about that. Kind of I, I haven't heard any. I haven't looked up much Cardinals stuff. I've been kind of avoiding the team in general. <laughs> right. I understand. Um, he's got another team here. It says the Broncos. Bearing Browning versus Nick Benito. Um, Browning's hurt. Who? Is he not? <laughs> Um, Browning, I believe is he. He's still yeah. He's on the pup list. Yeah, because um, they signed Frank Clark yeah. right afterwards. Yep, yep. So I don't think Benito's any challenge to uh, no anybody. <laughs> you got Randy yeah, Gregory. I mean, Frank Clark going to be the starter until Browning comes back. And then you got Sanders sitting there that could kick out it for either, either one of them. As and well. you got Jonathan Cooper as, as Gregory's backup right now. So, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't worry about uh, – <laughs> I wouldn't worry about that. Benito, he's probably special teams at best maybe right now. Yeah, that um, – I'm some digging on that Cardinals situation because <clears throat> I don't uh, – I'm going to look up some camp stuff on that. That one's got me a little perplexed here. <laughs> um, and he says, all are talented players. So, you know, of the groups we just talked about. But who do you think gets more starts or sacks on each team? All are likely rotational. So he's he's kind of seeing what we're seeing, right? That yeah. These are mainly backup people um, at best. Could be good in two or three years if they get a full complement of starting reps, but immediately they're, they're just kind of backups, right? And they're kind of okay. So, yeah. um, Brandon, right. Benito, Thomas, and Sanders is the four he mentioned. My who gets the most start? Thomas would get the most on the Cardinals between those guys. Yeah. And if Browning's healthy, he definitely gets more. He's yeah. probably getting more starts if he ain't healthy. Yeah, right. Uh, I don't see Benito even really making the field, like you said, outside of special teams. Uh, yeah, or an injury, which, you know, maybe that's why he's there. But. Even then, like I say, you got Frank Clark and uh, Randy Gregory is the two guys until Browning comes back. Then it's going to be Gregory and Browning. You got Drew Sanders in the way. Yep, agreed. Uh, I'm not even sure Benito makes the team right now, to be honest with you. 
that might be true. I mean, he's kind of buried back there. So, um, who gets more sacks? Uh, I think Maja Sanders is probably has a little more upside of, with sacks, but with him not being even a second backup. Yeah, that's a kind of question. Um, maybe I go Thomas with the most sacks out of those four. Right. I don't know how long Brownie's going to be out. Um, if he starts the year on the pup, that's you know already what four or six games down. So then you're playing catch up for a couple of weeks, trying to get you know your footing back, get back in there. So he's going to miss half the season at, at that pace. That'd be tough to kind of overcome. And they're not just going to throw him right in there, I wouldn't think. Well, depending on their record, that's a pretty tough division right. itself. So I would imagine he's going to be rotated easily back in. Uh, man. It's got to be Browning or Thomas at this point, assuming our lads is right on that depth chart. Yeah. I feel like we failed you on these answers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's kind of. I was honestly, I was expecting Sanders to be up. Or, yeah, I, I thought they Thomas both won to be a starter. And then I thought, okay, your other one is your immediate backup. But to see them as two and three instead of like one and two, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't I don't know what to do with that. I haven't seen anything, you know, big during some of these uh, beat writer camp breakdowns that that have been popping up. Yeah, see, Thomas had three sacks in 17 games last year. So he didn't play – he didn't start any games. He played 236 defensive snaps. So, I mean, that's not good, right, but not horrible. Let's see. Sanders had three sacks. Yeah, but I think he played a lot more. 259 snaps. Oh, so it wasn't too much more. So, yeah, I mean, they've got two young, experienced. See, he started four games, though, so that's. Yeah, but he's the one buried on the depth chart, according to our lads. <laughs> exactly. I don't think that. Yeah, so we'll say that, that may be something we have to monitor and update or whatever. But um, I mean, by this, Sanders looks like the the better production here. I don't know how many tackles you got out of Thomas, but you know, forced fumbles, fumble recoveries, couple pass deflections. Five QB hits. That's not bad. It's not great. Look at you drafting Ogu Joby in the best ball draft after Did saying like he that? was dead. Oh, look at you. Yeah, that was Ogbaz that was well, dead. Sneaky, ain't you? <laughs> Man, I have to say I'm killing this league or this draft. And by the way, we're in two of, uh, of Dan's Autism Speaks Eliminators. So, uh, this is um, which one is this? This is the IDP only. Yeah, best ball. 
And this is, so we're what, 10, 12, 13, let's see here. Rounds, let's see. So you so far have. Round 11. Round 11. So, so far, no, that is not. Oh, yeah, it is. So, you've got Jonathan Allen, first round, Matt Jones, or Matthew Judon, Grover Stewart, Zadarius Smith, Aziz Alshir, love that, Carl Granderson, Caden Ellis, David Ajabo, Robert Spillane, Larry Ogunjobi, and Nate Hobbs. That's your first 11. Yeah, so this league is very heavy at defensive tackle and defensive end, and then corners are scored pretty heavy. So it's a bit reversed yeah. from what we're you know used to. Linebackers are actually some of the least effective scorers in this, as well as safeties. So uh, right. more people know that this year. <laughs> they haven't known that in the past, yeah. uh, and it showed. Um but defensive tackles score fantastically in this. So, and everybody went after him this year. Everybody is hanging around the line this year. Uh, years past, it was yep. traditional, you know, linebackers are first, you know, everybody was hogging those. And uh, we got looking at the score and it was like, holy shit. We need defensive yeah. linemen. Yeah, and that's your team, especially the way you started here with, uh, with Allen and Stewart, with Judon in the middle for your first three. Um, yeah, I'll stick with death with that. Love the Smith pick, Zedarius, and then Aziz Alshir is your first linebacker in the round five. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, because he's got low LB1 potential. Yeah. Kate so, Ellis. That was your first. Yeah. So I've only got 10 picks in. So we're in the middle of the 11th round. So I've got a pick coming up pretty soon. Um, Uh oh. Hang on a minute. That's weird. Okay, never mind. I was looking at it wrong. Um, so my we're my first eleven. That's not my thing. <laughs> Your name's Holly. So my first 11 was, and I picked out of the six home. So I took Nick Bolton, Derwin James, Derek Brown, Ed Oliver, David Long, Minka Fitzpatrick, Kevin Byard, LVE, Daryl Taylor, and my last pick was Jesse Bates. So you went heavy on the safety so far. That's where the value was. I, every time I looked over, I was like, literally the last four picks, and I've got, you know, five picks. So three safeties in the last five picks. And every time I look over, I'm like, where's the value? Of course, I was going to take Minka because I, I needed a safety. So the next two, man, it's – and it, that position is still loaded with starters. Yeah, I, I keep passing on it because the – Corners score better than the safeties, so that's that's why I took Nate Hobbs on this last pick, hoping he can right. keep up with the pace he had last year and capitalize, you know, on that. Um, 
yeah, I, I didn't go. You only have to start two at each position here. I mean, there's still some really good safeties out there. And that, that's why I haven't run to go get any of them just yet. I'm probably going to do like my linebackers. I'm not going to have a whole lot of safeties depending on where bye weeks fall. Uh, for the those of you who don't know, this is the eliminator, so it's best ball with the lowest scoring team eliminated each week. Um, right. Like I say, the the value here is a defensive tackle and corner, and defensive ends or edge rushers. They they score pretty well, also. So that's who you want to load up on format like this. Safeties are, are still pretty decent. And linebackers yeah. are are treated almost like defensive tackles normally are. You know, they're just not given a whole lot of point breaks here. Because even so, what Nick Bolton scored last year, 340, that's pretty good, actually. So your top-end linebacker, <laughs> the top guys, that, that is top probably, I don't know, Eight to ten, four, five. They yeah, they they yeah, score maybe. pretty well, and the middle guys they don't score you hardly anything compared to what these others do. Right. Yeah. Um. So my other league, and I thought you were in this league, but it doesn't appear that you are. Yeah, uh, this is the only uh, limiter I'm in. No, oh, okay. So I'm in the other one, and it's offense. Yeah, it's offense and defense. So. Picked 102, right? That's where I, I was out of the two spot. Um, naturally, I loaded up offense early. Yeah. Um, we're through 10 rounds, so I've got a pick coming up here in round 11, uh, probably in the morning, maybe. Um, so I went Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle back to back. Nice. Um, yeah, I thought so too. I started to go running back, and I was like, man, dude, I just can't pass that up. That's that's just too good to pass. Um, third round, I come back and I got Kenneth Walker, the third for Seattle. I know he's got a little nick or whatever, but I think he'll be fine. And then I come back and got DeAndre Swift. I was like, okay, you know, most of your main running backs are gone. I'm not hating those two, right? So, well, you're looking for, for um, probably PPR upside at this point. Yeah. So then I came around in the fifth and I got Aaron Rodgers, right? And I was like, because most of the good quarterbacks were gone. Mm-hmm. So I was like, man, I'll, I'll shoot for some upside. And I think that's what you're going to get is kind of a lightning in a bottle season. I don't know if they'll win the Super Bowl or whatever, but yeah. as far as the season goes, I think it's going to be kind of one of those years, right? A lot of big plays, a lot of excitement, you know? So plus he's a veteran, right? This is yeah. a, this is a best ball. So what's that matter? So, I felt like that was the best value in round five. Round six, I got Bobby Wagner as my linebacker. And you know how Dan likes to score his league, so his linebackers score pretty good. So um, so I got Wagner at six. Then in the seventh, on the turn, I got Jamal Williams, which looks like that's going to be great now that Kamara's out for three games, right? So the first three games, I've got somebody to cover for Kenneth Walker in case he misses. Um, on the turn in on round eight, I got Logan Wilson, which I love. So I've got Wagner and Wilson as my two studs. Um, 
round nine, I took Dalton Schultz because I had to have I had to get a tight end, and it was getting slim pickings. <laughs> yeah, um, that's all right. And then round ten, I got Montez Sweat as my top pass rusher. So <laughs> um, Wagner nice. at six, Wilson at eight, and Sweat at ten has been my only three IDP picks. There, so Montez Sweat. Every every draft I've been in so far this season. Montez Sweat is going stupid late for for what he can. I know, and I don't get it because I don't know if they're. I don't know if people's kind of buying into the Chase Young's healthy and ready to go hype a little bit. I'm I mean, not. I'd really have Sweat. Right? Sweat's the guy. Um, yeah, he's been the guy even when Young was. Young's only had the one good year, his rookie season. That's it. He has done nothing since. I know he's been injured, but when he wasn't injured, nothing. It's it's (laughs) been sweat, and it's been those two tackles up front, Payne and Allen. That's that's what runs that Washington defense. Yeah, I agree. That's a pretty Um, good start for you to be able to get sweat that late. It's, it's, yeah, Tim Brandon, he was still there. I was like, man, can't believe it. That's wild. Yeah, because let's see here. I was trying to see who went right in front of him. Harold Landry went like four picks in front of me. Um, Zayvon Collins went a pick ahead of him. Quiddy Pay went a few picks ahead of him. Gregory Rousseau before him. So it was starting to get in. I was like, oh, Switch man, I've got to have a defensive end. And I saw him there and I was like, oh my God. He should be ahead of all those guys. I think so, then. Um, I mean, who else went ahead of him here? I, I could, the only uh, one I wanted was probably Landry. I could see that. But Russo with his rotation, uh, sweats better. Saving Collins is new to the position. So. He doesn't have a whole lot of help up front there. Now there's yeah. That's, so yeah, I thought I got great value there. Absolutely, if those are the guys that went before that, I was like, holy crap, this is like stealing. I don't even know what to do with it. <laughs> that's this other league. Like I said, everybody's kind of figured it out this year that defensive linemen need oh, to be yeah? going first. Uh, that's gotten pretty slim trying to find some value there. Especially at D tackle. Oh, I bet. Uh, well, yeah, that's just two of the best ball leagues I'm in. So that's kind of uh, drafting right now. So we've got one with Gary starting next week. The death match. Yeah. That's a fun league. I remember that. Tomorrow. Uh. I think they're next week. I might want to look here. I think it is next week. I think they're after the, because the Expo's this weekend, and that's where everybody's taking off to. Oh, that is correct, yes. So, So, yeah, it is for next week. It's on the way back. You're not going to the Expo? No. Maybe next year. We'll see. I don't see me going. I'd like to go one year. It'd probably be all right. Uh, My problem is this is always the week school starts back. It's always that first. I know, right? And that's I, dude. I got four kids. 
coming in, doing homework. That was a lot of fun today. First day of school in Hamlin County, we had some little dumbass threatening to shoot up the school. Oh, my God. Yeah. Freaking retard. Yeah. He said, oh, it was a joke. Okay, whatever, dude. <laughs> Man, so... so like, you know how they, do? they shut the schools down, call the yeah. masks, and get your kids. Which I didn't miss that, because mom's grown, he's starting college, so... I don't have to deal with that kind of drama. I was like, man, first day of school already, not even the whole day. It was like that morning that happened. Right. So we got them all in the same yeah. school right now. Uh, before before I took this job at the city, that's been I've been there going on five years. Uh, the last year, my kids were the older two. I guess they would have been about seven, maybe one in kindergarten. The other one probably in first grade, second grade, something like that. So anyway, they had an instance where they had just got to school and everybody was in a little bit of a panic, but nobody was really saying anything. Next thing you know, everybody was coming to pick up kids. Uh, basically, some <laughs> some kid had brought a gun to school and it was in the bathroom. And it went off. Uh, nobody got hurt. Wow. And so this this is first thing in the morning. And one of the kids in my oldest son's class, uh, his dad is a, a cop. I, I would run into them a lot of mornings, just talking with him and everything. And so he, he was there and uh, nobody got hurt. I mean, they, they got the kid. The kid is, a, I guess he's a foster kid. And he, oh man, it, it was such a, a crazy story with what happened to, to his, his dad. I guess they, they found this kid and his dad had passed away for, he'd been dead a couple days in the house or whatever. And this kid was just kind of living in the house there with his body there. And, uh, so he was in a foster, foster house. The guns were locked up. Uh, this kid went through everything to get the keys to get the guns and had some ill intent at the school. Uh, we don't know if it was towards the teacher or another student or what. And, uh, you know, of course they took him off to wherever he is now, but it wasn't, it was a little scary. We didn't run and go pick up kids uh, that it's it's already over at that point they were just trying to continue school because is before school started all this happened so really really crazy situation uh we just let the kids finish school and then you know sat there and talked with them afterwards if they knew what happened they just knew that a lot of parents were coming to pick up kids kind of caused them more panic than what they really probably should have been right. but it, it, it's such a weird situation to be in as a parent, have to worry about this. And this kid was nine, maybe ten at most. Oh wow! I mean, so it's wow. a wonder he could even, you know, load the gun up himself. <laughs> but crazy, yeah. So that was a crazy uh, situation. And that's the dark and morbid IDP Nation for this week. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, best wishes. Uh. <laughs> oh, you. 
Uh, no problem. No problem at all. Um, we want to thank everybody for listening, following, especially those that who sent in the questions. Love that stuff. We could fill whole episodes with that. Just so, just keep them coming. Um, a good show. Um, this time next week, we'll have uh, preseason games to talk about. All the hoop and hype and all that stuff. So, um, over your reaction. Please check out what we're doing over at idpnation.com. You can go over there. It's free. Um, all the articles, you can find all the podcasts are there. So you can go back all 202 episodes and check those out. All the articles that me and Sean's writing. Um, there's a sponsor page where you can go get discounts from our sponsors. Uh, when you help them out, you're helping us out. Um, there's also a donation page or ticket if you want to donate that way. One of them's a PayPal, one of them's a cup of coffee on the bottom left. So, you know, got any spare change, throw it our way. We appreciate it. So, um, please rate, subscribe, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. So, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, Apple Music, iTunes, um, Google Play Music, where, where iHeartRadio, wherever you listen to it, go over there and check us out and give us a thumbs up and a five-star review. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week. I'm not sure what we're going to talk about, but we'll be back next week. So maybe maybe we'll do a corner and defensive tackle episode. So We'll be talking about the demise of the Buffalo Bills. New. No new. You know, you said some crazy shit, but that might have been some of the craziest shit you've ever said. That window's closed. Y'all just haven't realized it yet. Heard it here first, folks. AFC is called up. It's uh, the Chiefs and the Bengals will be running the show the next few years. Maybe the Dolphins in there with them, if I'm lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, Well, that's a pretty good show. But, yeah, if you got any suggestions, send them to us. I know we got the one from Aaron. So we'll try to do that the, the first week after preseason, which I thought was a good question. Um, tell us what you like, what you don't like, all that good stuff. Check out Sean's work at IDP Nation and IDP Guys. You can follow my stuff at IDP Nation. And we will be back next week.